Welcome to the Sparketing Podcast. Hey, this is just a quick reminder that if you're not yet subscribed to the Sparketing Podcast, you should really go check it out on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It can be found pretty much everywhere. So go ahead and subscribe and help build the show up so I can make more content for you and help you up your social media game exponentially. In this episode, I'm going to be telling you what keywords you should choose for your blog posts, for your podcast, whatever, for social media, for your videos on YouTube, whatever you need keywords for. I'm going to tell you how you should choose those keywords to be as effective as possible. So stick around. Hey everybody, what's good? Hope you're having a fantastic day and you're ready to up your social media marketing game today. I'm going to help you learn which keywords you should choose, whether you're going for blog posts, YouTube videos, podcasting, or just social media marketing. I'm going to tell you how you can pick the right keywords for your business uh, for any of these endeavors. And it really comes back to the same principles. I'm just going to give you some really actionable tips that'll help you Get where you want in Google rankings, get in front of more people on social media, and have really engaging headlines. So first of all, if you don't know what a keyword is, if that's kind of foreign language to you, a keyword is simply, if you are if you type something in Google because you're trying to find something, that's your keyword. Whatever you type into Google, that's a keyword. And so the theory is that you want to be able to predict with some kind of data to back it up the keywords that people will be searching that will get your content in front of their eyeballs. So how do we do that? And then, and then we also run into the problem of what about if my keywords really, really competitive? What if I'm trying to go for the keyword Apple? And uh, you, I mean, you know, you're probably not going to rank for that, right? Because it's very competitive and the company Apple is going to own that keyword. So we're going to talk a little bit about competition. We're going to talk about how many people are searching for keywords and how to bring it all together to pick the absolute right keyword for your for your blog post or for a web page or for social media, whatever. So it's really, really simple. First things first, you want to determine your general keyword that you're going to be going for, for whatever you're doing. So for this example, I'm going to be talking about a blog post because that's really the most basic thing you can choose a keyword for. Everything else just builds upon that, but the principles are the same across the board. So if I'm writing a blog post about uh, snowboarding, for example, I'm writing about snowboarding. Well, that keyword, if I type snowboarding into Google, it will likely be a highly competitive keyword. And when I say highly competitive, I mean that a lot of people are creating content around the word snowboarding. A lot of big brands that have a lot more authority online than you do. So the chances that you're going to rank really well for that keyword are obviously not very good. Now, one thing that we can do is we can use tools to determine what keywords are more competitive, less competitive, and those are fine. But my goal here is actually to help you know which keywords to choose without having to use any tools at all, just kind of an eye test. 
And you can get pretty good at selecting the right keywords without needing to look at any data per se. It, it always helps to have that assurance that the data backs up your thought process. But the most important thing, first and foremost, is to get the right ideas. And so to get the right ideas, we're going to want to go after, first and foremost, less competitive keywords to start out with to help you build your brand. So if you're going after a competitive keyword like snowboarding and you want to write a post about it, you need to consider a, a longer version of that keyword that can be more effective and less competitive. So maybe you say something like how to get started in snowboarding. Immediately, that keyword is something that certain people will be typing into Google, but at the same time, it's not going to be searched by nearly as many people, which makes it less competitive. So you'll have enough people looking at it to make it worth your while, few enough people looking at it that the competition will allow you to rank really high for that keyword. So if you center your blog post around how to get started in snowboarding, that will bode really, really well for you as opposed to going after a general term. So when you're a new brand starting out or a smaller brand, you always want to go after what are called long tail keywords, which means keywords that are, you know, more than two to three words, because the more words you add on to a keyword, the more specific the more targeted and the more or the less competitive it really becomes. So that's the first eye test. If you can create keywords that are, you know, more than two words, then you're really going to be narrowing down on that competition. You're, you're not going to have as many people going after the same things. Now, another thing is you still want to make sure that people would be searching for those keywords. And an easy way to do that without using any tools whatsoever is to just start typing into Google. And there, there's this tool that Google has built in. It's not even a real tool. It's just a thing that's there called Google Suggest. And you probably don't even know what it is, and, but, but you've seen it a million times. Basically, when you start typing a search or a query in Google, it'll start auto-populating a bunch of suggestions for you. So if I, if I type how to get started in snowboarding and that appears, then I know that at least somebody has been searching for that at some point, which means that it has some volume, it has some depth to that keyword. So there's a, just another really quick tip for you. Another thing that I would say when you're choosing keywords, apart from making sure that they're not as competitive, apart from making sure that people are still searching for them, is that you want to make them sound as human as possible. And that'll be the last part of this choosing the right keyword without using any tools. Um, you... It used to be in SEO that you could game the system on Google. You could stuff keywords, you know, 30 times in a blog post and it would have more authority and you could make keywords sound really unnatural. For example, you could still type in the keyword best snowboarding equipment 2018. And, and that's a real search. But then when the results come up now, it's, that's not going to be exactly mentioned just like that. It, the keyword's not going to be, want to know the best snowboarding equipment 2018? Come here. And no, it's going to sound more human because Google has become smarter and smarter. So you want to make your keywords sound natural. And that, that can be tough to do. You can go after keywords that are a little more truncated and, uh, you know, not really how we would say it in human language, but something you would still search like that. You can still use those as your keywords, but then when you actually incorporate them into your copy or into your titles, you want to make sure that, you know, it sounds human. You don't want it to be unnatural. So that's really it. Make sure it's natural. Make sure you're being human. Don't overuse the keyword. 
Make sure your keywords are not over competitive or under searched. And if you can do those three things, you can do that just based off just using Google, just searching things randomly. You can find keywords that fit that bill. Then if you want to get a little deeper, you can use tools like, you know, Google Keyword Planner is a great one. It'll show you the exact volume, estimated volume per month of every keyword, as well as some competition statistics. Or you can use a more in-depth tool called Ahrefs, which is a paid tool. So if you're a business, maybe you consider that. If you're just a personal brand, maybe not. Maybe just stick to the free tools. But Ahrefs will allow you to see really in-depth research about each keyword and the competition specifically. But you can really do a lot of damage on this. You can do a lot of of good work just from that eye test. So I really recommend that if you've written blog posts in the past, if you've got podcast episodes that are published on the web, if you've got YouTube videos out, you should go back through and revamp the keywords. You probably haven't even been using keywords. You probably haven't been thinking about it very much. You can do this for, for completely free And you can make changes. If you have a WordPress site, you can use the Yoast SEO plugin or all-in-one SEO, whatever you want to do. And you can find stuff that, you know, you can find keywords that work for you and then you can implement them right on your website. So it's not hard. If you have any questions, you can always feel free to email me at blake at sparketinghq.com. And that's it. I hope that you start getting those keywords narrowed down and I wish you all the best. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh